All right, y'all, we are back with part two of the episode. We're going to talk a little bit more about superwoman syndrome. I know it's something we touched on a couple of episodes before, maybe last season, but I just wanted to, we wanted to add some more commentary to the overall superwoman syndrome, specifically how it pertains to heart health. Yeah, I remember on uh, the last episode that we had you on as a guest, you talked about the um, superhero, superhero syndrome two words, not one. And um, (laughs) how black women, especially, you know, like, put everybody first, usually, and or can tend to put ourselves last. And so especially like in terms of our health, and especially with it being a global pandemic year three, um, you know, going to check out that weird pain Mm -hmm. that you know, must have come with just getting older hasn't been on the top of like the priority list. But you know, like we've been saying, making sure to um, keep up with your primary care physician, even if it's just like a telehealth appointment. Honestly, I'm pretty sure I've said this before, one of the my most favorite things that have come from this pandemic, just call patient first, or set up an appointment 15 minutes later, there's a doctor. And it's super convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we haven't talked about the signs and symptoms yet for women's heart health, but we did like allude to the fact that they're a little different than men. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I just kind of want to name them off from John Hopkins medicine's website. So neck, jaw, shoulder, upper back or upper abdominal discomfort that even can include nausea or vomiting. There's also shortness of breath, pain in one arm or both arms, sweating, lightheadedness or dizziness, unusual fatigue, or Something that I know one of my family members experienced, my grandma, is that she, when she was having a cardiac episode, she felt like she just had heartburn and it was in fact not heartburn. And so that's kind of different than like the dramatic, I'm clenching my chest type deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting hearing you like list those out because I'm like, dang, another thing that kind of sounds like a lot of stuff we already deal with as women like, oh, I'm nauseous. What is it today? <laughs> like, is it because I haven't eaten? Did I eat too much? Is it pregnancy? Is it the birth control? Like, right. is it cardiac or, or uh, disease now? Like, there's so many different things. So I think, again, like, that's just another reason to be in tune with your body. And yeah, especially because, I mean, a lot of these symptoms are very generic mm-hmm. symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know... <laughs> When you talk about um, heart attack for men, like like you said, the classic thing or that people think of is that that left sided arm pain or, you know, clenching the chest like these are in women. The symptoms can be so generic to where fatigue. OK, well, I go to work every day. What am I? <laughs> I have a kid. I have a puppy. I do all these different things. Right. Like when am I not tired um, or people who work odd shifts like people who work overnight? Tired all the time, right? Because you're flipping your body on a schedule that is not natural to, you know, your your body's um, intrinsic routine. So, like, even the, um, maybe not lightheaded and dizziness, but I mean, lots of different, there's lots of things out there that could cause those symptoms. Yeah. Or that those symptoms could be related to. So, I think if, for most people, if they were to experience, um, I don't know, upper back 
pain or lower back pain oh i was driving on the road for five hours i slept wrong the last thing they're thinking about is i'm about to have a heart attack right like nobody nobody jumps to oh shoot i got like i was sweating or i like like the episode of sex in the city he was sweating more than usual but in his mind like he's sweating because he's on a peloton right like he's not thinking well this is more than normal so i'm about to have a heart attack you know like so it definitely warrants like staying in tune with your one with yourself, but also going for those checkups because sometimes you're not experiencing any symptoms, but you didn't go to the doctor and find out, oh, that your blood pressure is elevated. It's people yeah. walking around with elevated blood pressure that have no clue. Yeah. They don't even know that they're symptomatic. Like, they don't even know that their blood pressure is elevated. Facts. They probably wouldn't know until had, and had they not gone to the appointment, let's say they had waited another year or two, they probably wouldn't have known, right? Until either something happened or something eventually got them to the doctor's office. So it is important to stay in tune with those things. Um, and I think stress, too, is just another thing that we don't, I don't know, we may have mentioned it in the risk factors, but if we didn't, in general, just stress. Like when you, when you talk about managing emotions and like not letting things get the best of you. That's probably my biggest kryptonite because you want to talk about worry ward, like anxiety 101. It just be like, I'd be sitting there like, you know what? Somebody find me a Xanax because at this Lord. point, <laughs> please. Cortisol like, is the devil. That's what I tell people. That's a hormone for stress. Yes, yes. Thank it you. definitely, it's, I, I think I'm doing better about realizing when I'm letting it get the best of me. Like when I took this assignment, it was a very short term, like short notice assignment. The stress that I had to endure just to get there was, I was like, okay. I, I remember this one semester in college, my senior year, when I realized, like, what anxiety and depression really was outside of a book, because I was experiencing it, and I was like, this is feeling familiar. And even though this was a very, very acute episode, it was it took me back to when that mm-hmm. was not so acute, right? Like, when it was, like, a real thing, and I was like a whole different person a shell of myself at that point in time so it definitely pays to like keep in tune with yourself and try to level out those stressors and you know not let them get you all riled up and i also want to say like as black women too i hate that when something feels out of whack when you go to the doctor and the doctor is like oh it's just anxiety and then next thing you know you drop dead, which I've seen literally plenty of tweets about that happening to young black women, 20s, 30s, talking about how they went to the doctor. They were experiencing nausea. They had lightheadedness. And the doctor is like, oh, you're just stressing, just anxiety. I'm assuming just from, you know, 280 characters, they couldn't go all the way into like all the tests they did. But the doctor wrote it off and their friend died from a heart attack. Yeah. And so being able to be in tune with the body to be like, no, something's wrong or telling a friend and then having that friend call while you're in the doctor's office or if they can go with you being like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, I don't know. Do you guys watch Harlem? Yes. At your recommendation. Okay. Have you gone to the episode yet where they're in the hospital? Okay. Mm-hmm, I finished this. Yeah. So do you want to tell it? Oh, uh, okay. Well, spoiler alert for the peoples. If you haven't seen the show, it's, uh, it's really good. It's, Kind of like 
an insecure or um, run the world, if you've seen that one on Stars. But in this episode that Brianna's talking about, um, one of their friends, a very just like go, 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 busy tech startup person, um, isn't feeling well. And they're like, hey, you should go to your doctor. And she's like, nah, <laughs> I got other things to do. Um, and so on the way to the airport, on the phone, dr- just drops. Um and this was the second time, yes, I think, the, that that had happened. The first time the doctor was like, we don't need to do things. Right. And they're like, oh, it's probably like your cycle or something's coming while well, you're fine. And her friend, like, was like, no, like, she's not fine. Um, we, she knows her body, like, blah, 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 really advocating um, for her friend. And then it happened again um, before she got on the plane. And then it turned out that something was, like, seriously wrong. And she had some cysts. And then that doctor wanted to do a full hysterectomy and her friends were like, whoa, let's <laughs> slow down here, sir. Um, and talk about like the other options. And so, yeah, it's really important to get the second opinions for one thing. And also um, have your doctor note like, okay, so could you just put in my chart that you're not gonna do anything basically um or ask them like how did they cancel all of the other things out i know that there's some technical words that i've gotten from the clock app um in my favorites that like are like the medical jargon for ruling things out that you can use with your doctor but you know your body better than somebody who sees you a few times a year so right. advocate for yourself and even to like from a labor and delivery side uh, this is not just if I mean it could be it's not fully under just heart health necessarily because preeclampsia is not just solely a um you know heart like cardiovascular issue it it, the pathophysiology behind it is is much bigger than that but blood pressure is one of the the you know ding ding dings for preeclampsia and when you talk about um moms who are pregnant or who have just delivered in our postpartum um, actually one of the hospitals that I am assigned to actually made us watch this video and it's, it's on YouTube and I'm sorry, I don't remember the, the person's name or like the story about it, but I'm sure if you like type it in YouTube, you can like look it up, but it's about this lady. She, um, she was in like her thirties, um, and she was pregnant, was deemed high risk. I think cause maybe a, she was like maybe what 35 ish. I can't really remember all the details, but long story short, she had had her, her child, um, had not been feeling well, um, had gone to the doctor several times and was turned away several times under the notion that, oh, you just had a baby, let things, let things just work themselves out. She was having headaches, headaches that would not go away, just feeling off. She kept telling her mom, I just feel off, like something is wrong. Um, of course her, she was edematous or, you know, having swelling all over, generalized swelling. Um, I know people think, again, there's this misconception because people could think, oh, you're pregnant, your feet are going to swell. Yes, but also keep an eye on things like that, right? Like, yes, there is some natural swelling that you might experience. But to be honest, like when I was pregnant, I really didn't have swollen feet. And I know this is not everybody's story, but I don't, I think it's easy for people to get caught up into, oh, like that's normal. I don't have to think about that. When really, you really should be keeping an eye on how, like if you get swollen and how swollen, how fast they get swollen too. Um, But unfortunately, the lady actually ended up passing away. Her mom, her mom had picked her up. I think she had left the doctor's office and they were going somewhere that evening and she like seized or like she like seized in the car and ended up like, you know, 
um, on life support and essentially passed away and was turned away like several, several times. She had been going over and over and been being told like, you just had a baby, you're a first time mom, you're overreacting, don't, don't worry about this. And it's things like that that could be prevented um, because people are just not listening. And yeah. like Karma was saying like, you have to be in tune with yourself. Doctors don't see you. Your OB is going to see you once a year, right? A pregnancy is not. Okay, let me back up. Your OB will see you more if you're pregnant, right? But, you know, you only can really be pregnant more like once a year, right? So, like, don't let this doctor who's been following you for this one part of your life tell you that, oh, like, this is just roll with it. When if you know this is not your norm, you know you feel different. You know something is off. Like, you don't have to be able to explain it to know that it's wrong if that makes sense. And I think two people get caught up into, well, I don't really know what it is. I can't really put it into words. I don't want to think I'm crazy. I'm just making up stuff. No, tell them what you feel. And it's okay if you don't even know what that looks like, but you know when something is not right with you and it's worth somebody at least looking it over before just going home or just not bringing it up at all. And then something unfortunate happens. Like, I feel like we see that a lot and it's things that really could be, could be prevented. So yeah, rather be safe than sorry preeclampsia deaths are preventable if you know your risk factors but then also (laughs) side note most pregnancy related deaths occur in the fourth trimester after the baby's already been born and so that's really irresponsible on the medical part yep and and now thinking about it like it's hard to wrap my mind around it because like as an LND nurse, like I know the protocols for, I just took care of a preeclamptic patient. And like, I know like, okay, when we get these pressures, like I, I pushed labetalol on a patient the other night. Like it was like, it like I would like, it was candy. Like it was Halloween and I was giving a Halloween candy because her pressures were so high. Like, so I think it's hard to wrap your mind around like how people can not how, because you know, it's possible, but like how people could be so negligent, you know what I mean? And let things like racism. Yeah. And, and people just are not. Yeah. That what you just said. That's the long way round, but we can make it real simple, real (laughs) simple. That's why I said racism is the risk factor, not race. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cool. So I remember one day in undergrad, we were talking about heart health with like my exercise phys class and my teacher, black man, an interesting black man, um, <laughs> a little problematic. But that's besides I think the I point. I remember this teacher. That's perfect. Oh, I'm not going to name names. The world's too small. So anyway, people were, we were throwing out why people might not exercise. And I said, hair. And everyone cracked up and they laughed. And I was one big mad offended and I almost gathered the folks. But even though he's problematic, he's still black. And we made eye contact and he said, hold up, she's right. So when it comes to like exercising, when it comes to heart health, specifically for black women, there's just different barriers that people don't understand. And we also don't talk about because for me personally, me, myself and I, if I get my hair done and my trainer knows this too, I'm not going to work out for a couple of days. No. It's not even a couple of days. It's given like two weeks. I mean, especially depending on what the style is. I remember when I was doing the creamy crack part of my life. Um, <laughs> and even though I had a perm, so like you would think like, you know, because I'm chemically straightening it, even if I sweat it a little bit, it shouldn't curl, curl. I, st- I would not like, I literally for like two weeks would not do anything. It would suck going to basketball practice or like going to run track. When I tell you, I would be like, 
I would go like do like run up and down the court and then like take my hair out of a ponytail and try to like throw it back and forth and let the wind go through it to hurry because I'm trying to hurry up and dry the <laughs> like a maniac but it was because I would be trying to that that creamy crack because I'm like this is gonna last me another six weeks boo like you know nobody wanted to get I had you know you get the little chemical mm-hmm, burns when you scratch scratching. a little bit in the perms yes no I, I used to have scabs from oh, scratching because my I have like an itchy scalp yeah yeah mm, it was no. i didn't know it was all yeah. like that Mm-mm. yeah i mean no, i didn't get it every time my mom was good about doing my hair because she went to cosmetology school but like if i scratch too much it will leave like you know like the perm would like aggressively yeah. get to that area because it's major scalp sensitive and i would literally have scabs like to the point where like sometimes i could not comb parts of my hair because it would be matted to the scab and then eventually the scab falls out like 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 if you skin your knee you can comb it out little you know it loosens up and it would be a piece of scab from my scalp oh my, i never had that lifestyle so Ooh, yeah i'm sorry girl i'm so sorry my, my head i was I'm sitting at it below and she ooh. <laughs> mm. but you know to, that goes to say it's real about not wanting to work out and especially now not having the creamy crack if i go and get a silk press you can wrap it up i'm letting the silk press get old I'm not before I before I go do anything that's gonna raise my heart rate. I'm, I hate to be like that, but it's just, it's, it's real. Just, even it's real. Just like with my natural hair, um, if I just do like this bomb twist out, I I don't know what to tell you. Like it's real. Yeah. Like when I think about corporate America, I mean, right now again, still COVID nineteen pandemonium, and I feel like that allows people to, especially women, to exercise a lot more than when they. Go, we're going into the office because some people until a crown act passed in only a few states, you was not acceptable to wear your natural hair. It was not acceptable to wear braids, to wear protective style. And so if I'm thinking to myself, I got bills to pay. I have a family to feed. Why would I go work out when my hair is going to suffer and I cannot go to my job? Like these are the things that people need to think about. These are the conversations mm-hmm. that really need to be had. Yeah. Hair is definitely one of them. Um, just because I think culturally we put a lot of emphasis and value in our hair, yeah. whereas not cultures do that. And I mean, I, I don't know any other way to be. I just and it's not like our hair has been now, like easily understood and accepted. Like we're getting there now, but like even with mm-hmm. like the black swim caps, I I was a swimmer growing up. That was my choice of sport or sport of choice. Sport. Of yep, choice. Mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, or volleyball when. <laughs> I couldn't do so. Well, that's another story. Anyways. Um, but like when I was on swim team, I was like, yeah, what am I supposed to do with my hair? Like I have a big head and I have big hair. These little swim caps. Sorry. No, listen, my mom would always tell me I got to be honest about it. We all got big heads. Okay. It is what it is. Like ain't no use in lying. I'll wear hats because I got a big head. I know it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I got this fluffy big hair even when I had perms like I still had a lot of hair especially as a kid so like them swim caps were not comfortable and they still got water in my hair because I had so much hair and so like this past Olympics when they banned like the black swim caps it just extra stung as a black girl with big hair and a big head like just let us have something literally like it's not created for us it's not created to be easy for us even in these minute things like oh it's just hair to you no to to you you. right 
to and you. And I think it's one of those things where I feel like black women feel like that's the one thing where we can control the narrative. Yeah. You know, it's our hair. And I say that even though, like you say, in, in some ways we really couldn't. We really can't because they make it even hard for us to wear our hair the way we want to wear it. Right. But like I can I have control over I may not be able to wear how I want to to work or whatever, but I have control over if I get it done. I know it looks good. I'm not about to go mess it up myself. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's almost like this weird psychology that we've just adapted and, and taken on for the sake of like. No, I'm in control of like I know I'm because I'm when I go home at night I'ma tie it up. Mm-hmm. I'ma lay these edges down. I'ma wrap put it. I'ma wrap. You know, everybody had the wrap. Remember when you was in like middle school and you had the master how to wrap your hair by yourself? Oh, anybody else? pain. I enjoyed. I, mean, I was the wrap yes. queen. I don't know about y'all, but no, I didn't do like the where you put it on and then move it because the scarf that I had back then mm-hmm. actually I still have that scarf, y'all. <laughs> like, I, mm-hmm. but like it was not the one where you could really do that swoop and turn because otherwise it's just coming mm-hmm. off but yeah, yeah you gotta master that right. wrap get the pan handle brush remember you had to put the little netted thing around it mm-hmm. when you was first learning but eventually when you trained your hair to wrap you ain't even mm-hmm. need the net you could just wrap that or you need like some bobby okay. pins to help it Yes. Typically, it was always like that when I first got it washed, like washing mm-hmm. straight, you know, because it would be like so fresh. But once after like about the third day, the hair started it knew to what form, it... and then when you when you comb it down, it it have that slight little bump to it, you know. But not when your mama had to bump too. your ends. Not, not that yeah, one. Not, not that, that bump. bump. That bump. Yeah. Uh, the nice little swoop. <laughs> that that be the bump your mama be trying to make, but it be looking like James Brown instead of it's just like the it's rap. gonna be real good. Yes. I would just bump it a little bit. You're a liar. <laughs> but. <laughs> Side note, you know what's helped me? Because I, I wear weaves most of the time. Gym wrap. It's it's by Boris Kojo's wife, and I always forget her name, and I'm so sorry. But it's literally called gym wrap. And it – anyway, so Boris Kojo's wife, I believe her name is Nicole. That's I think a fine it's Nicole. Man. Oh, yeah, Nicole. Um, Kojo? Ari Parker. Yes. Nicole Ari. Thank you. So she has this headband company called Gym Wrap. And at first I was very skeptical. I did not believe it, but I'm a believer. And the Gym Wrap absorbs the sweat around your edges. And you have to keep it up there for about an hour after you work out. So you like evaporates and dries. That has helped me so much with my leave out. And then also with black women too, you know, our hair is very fragile and too much sweat or too much buildup can actually cause damage to your edges cause damage to your hair and so it's just really awesome it's very great and then there's this other company like you know what y'all you need a sponsor on a sophisticated podcast because right now it's free press but that's besides the point exactly i think it's called summer's eve or summer i'm su- no sunday i was like summer's eve is a totally different like, product Never mind. You know, I was I was almost there. Anyway, almost. It's called it's Sun Sunday. Whatever. Is that the one that I sent you? I think so. So I there's also this edge control or edge serum that's really really good for getting rid of buildup, also protecting your edges, and they have like a refresh product too for people who work out a lot and it's specifically for black hair. I think it's called Sunday. It's Sunday something. Cause I remember seeing it. I was like, Oh yeah. Marie, she liked to work out and mm-hmm. be doing the hair. So yeah, it's very fantastic. Very fantastic. But there's like so many different like multifaceted reasons why black women don't work out or why we 
moves the way that we do in terms of working out in terms of heart health. And I know like, I think Carmen might've had a story, like something to add to about it. Yeah, no, well. like, <clears throat> okay. So I, we, we talked about hair and swim and all that, but like also just being a big girl, like I've always been bigger, even when I was more athletic in like my youth and stuff. So it's always like, I remember being in volleyball, like in middle school and my coach, um, had us all like lifting weights and stuff. And I was doing something different than like the other girls. And he was like, yeah, like you need to do that one. Get your like back together or something. And I was just like, I'm 12. I know I need to work out. Like I know. I'm an adolescent. I'm so sorry to best out of like that. Listen, like just always making comments about like my body or hearing comments about my body. It's actually one of the best volleyball coaches I had, but that's a different story. Um, but like now, or or as I got older, it's still like, okay, I know if I go to the gym, <laughs> to be fair, one time I was at the gym, I was using the machine wrong. This very buff man, very long, like, like very buff man came over and he was like, um, so you do it this way. And I was like, oh, thank you. Um, like, and so, but just thinking like, oh, wow, that means somebody was watching me in the gym and I mean, A, I'm a girl, sure, but also I'm a big girl and I know like the stereotypes about big girls being in the gym, like you're a big girl, why are you in the gym? Or, haha, you're trying to get fit. Like, just mind your business, okay? It's a lot and I know for a lot of women, a lot of bigger women, like just wanting to be comfortable in your skin, like you don't need others' opinions and thoughts and people staring at you can be a a detriment a deterrent a deterrent a deterrent um from going to the gym and stuff like that so i think that's just another reason that some people may stay away yeah and i think too i mean yes of course black women because we are black women and you know that's what we relate but just in general like there's so many things just being a working woman right um being having kids being in school you know, if you're trying to really um, advance in your career, like people who work like long hours and stay late, like it's, there's so many different things that come into play that make it easy to put your health and working out on the back burner because you just feel like you don't have the time, at least for me. And I mean, yes, I could, I will have a little bit more time now since I'll be traveling or something, but I could find lots of excuses to not, but in general, there is this feeling of just feeling like I do not have yeah. the time. And or when I have the time, I don't have the energy because I'm tired from everything else. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm going to raise my hand on that. I'll be the solo up at church coming to lay all my burdens on the altar. But that's just, that's that's where I'm at. Like, even now, I was like, okay, well, I'm about to go on this assignment by myself. Like, I can work out more. Yeah, so far, I've just gone to work and been at home. And when I'm there, I'm doing homework because I'm in grad school. Or I'm resting, trying to sleep because I feel like a zombie. That's and I feel cute. like that's totally valid. And, I mean, I'm always just like, okay, well, if we don't have enough time in the day, what are we doing? Working corporate jobs 40 hours a week. Maybe that is what we cut instead of, like, trying to squeeze everything else. <laughs> Listen, if I can, <laughs> down down capitalism, if I can get it down there, just, just a little bit. Um, but like, 
on that tangent too, I think it's interesting how um, before COVID, especially like I, something I noticed is like a lot of jobs would have like, oh, like we have um, a benefit with the gym in the building or the gym next door or something. And it's like, cool, I can get here early to work out or I can stay late. And for some people, you know, that works well with their routine. But I'm also like, is it a trick to get me into the building more? Like, <laughs> or to have no, people- It's a trick to not have to pay more money for your health insurance. That's what the mm-hmm. corporation's thinking about, which it is kind yep. of rooted in capitalism. If that's the direction, but no, it, it also- yeah, it's sort of bad. It's a trick to not have to pay so much for your health insurance because if you're working out, then you're minimizing your risk factors for various different things, and also you're probably going to be happier to be at work because endorphins improve quality of life. Like somebody with the corporate <sighs> fitness background said, "Let me teach you the way." So. yeah and then also but there's value in resting because if you're on level 1000 all the time goes back to that cortisol thing uh Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure you rest is equally important because you cannot operate at a level of high stress all the time because it's just not healthy for your body at all i'm i don't really (laughs) I'm not even trying to sound dramatic, but it, I, I would like to think the other moms out there can relate. I feel like since having my son, I have not rested. My Elijah's two. I don't think I've rested in two years, and I'm not being. I've heard that. Me and I can believe that all the time. From like, well, and I'm gonna count my pregnancy too because I really was not sleeping great during pregnancy. But especially since having him, I mean, of course you think having a newborn, they cry, sleep schedules, but literally. You think like, oh, when they're not a baby, they'll grow out of it. And they're like, you know, you can get to get your sleep. No, because Elijah wakes up at like 6 a.m. For no unearthly reason other than his name is Elijah James Maxey. And he can't. Like, he's still excited about life. Like, he's excited about every day. And, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I love that for him. I want him to be black boy joy. I just think like. As I sit back, I'm like, it doesn't matter how early I go to bed. It doesn't matter if I try to take naps. I am tired all of the time. Parents out there, I feel like y'all can relate. Have my back on this. So not trying to say like that I still, I guess I could find the time to still go work out. But for me too, it is a lot of like, okay, yes, I should probably go work out. Could I in this next hour and a half? Yeah, but I also could lay on the couch and put my feet up and let my kid go watch PJ Masks. Because you know, that's just the hour and a half that I need. Like today... I was, I fell asleep. Elijah was supposed to take a nap around like 11 or 12 and he'll sleep for about an hour and a half to two hours. I fell asleep before he fell asleep. And then I was frustrated because I couldn't sleep because he wasn't asleep. Like I was on the couch, like just dozing. And every time I feel like I would get into a rhythm, I would hear his feet coming and he'd be, mommy, he's climbing all over me. Like I'm his personal jungle gym. And then I was getting frustrated and I'd be trying so hard to be this gentle parenting patience and understanding. I had like no patience. I was just like, Elijah. Go to your room, please. Go play. Go play far away from me. Just go play in there. I know it's safe. You're not gonna hurt yourself because I baby. Pre- just go, play. go watch TV. Just so I can like close my eyes for a moment because I was so freaking tired. And then when I finally was like, okay, I'm not about to get sleep. I'm about to just get up. He went to sleep. And now I'm up, right? And you think, oh, that that's your time to take a nap? Nope. You know what I had to do? Study. It's just all the things. It's all the things. But I feel like recognizing what your body needed in that moment is something that we were not taught growing up as black women. And like, I always go back to the story and you're living it now because you're a whole mom, a whole wife, 
working. But when I was in middle school, I would tell my mom I was tired and she was having a moment. And I, I'm glad that she was able to have that moment. But she was like, you're going to be a wife one day. You're going to be a mom. You're going to have to cook. You're going to have to clean. You're going to be tired. You might be sick. And I said, wow, that sounds awful. And I walked away. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure she gave me a face. She may have cursed me out. I truly, I walked away. I said, no, not for me. Um, but yeah. it's so important to check in with yourself. And so if it comes down to, I need rest instead of trying to dug out this workout, then rest. That's what's important. That's what you need. And I feel like that's also how we take back our power. That's how we like lay down the cape for a little bit. That's how we shape, reframe or reshape. Like I'm not a super woman. I'm a woman who's super because it allows you to put your human self back in the situation and allows for you to be more human and not larger than life. And it creates space for you to be vulnerable, to understand you need rest, to check in. And I think it's easy to lost in that because social media has made it this place where you're trying to keep up with these false pages, mm-hmm. like the false narrative on these pages that I, to be this, you know, woman who is super well endowed and super in tune. And, and a lot of this stuff is just, you see a fraction of people's real lives. I mean, let's just be honest, right? But it's easy to see that and think like, oh, well, this person is meal prepping all these different foods and they're working out X amount of times a day and they're a mom and they have three kids and they stay at home and they get all this stuff done. And you're trying to, you're trying to like take that and make that your blueprint on life. And it it doesn't always work out that way. And that's okay though, right? Like you don't have to be this person that you see on Instagram, take what you need, leave what you don't like. If you find a workout routine that they put out that works for you, cool. doesn't mean that you have to do it every single day. If you only get two days a week, that's fine for now, right? And if it doesn't change, that's okay, too. Like, just take what works for you. And I think the interesting thing about that is figuring out what works for you. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what can be frustrating. Like, okay, well, we're similar. Like, uh, she was a grad student and, like, working full-time. And uh, we had all, like... like her personality looks like it can match mine. This is what she did. So don't, I should be able to do it and putting that expectation on ourselves. Um, and you know, social media, like you were saying, yeah, people don't, well, some people do do them crying videos and those I think are even creepier <laughs> than, <laughs> than like this false narrative. Can we those in 2021? Oh no, Please. I just saw on, um, another uh, earlier today, like this mom forgot to edit out the clips where she was like like forcing her son to fake cry after their pet had died and she's like no like more more and like then you can see okay like so that was kind of good with like you need to do this and then like it was yeah so definitely suggest taking a social media break if you haven't already i started the year off with like pretty social media light so I feel I I love doing that every year. Um, It really helps me to just like connect with myself. Okay, what is it that I need? Um, I have my goals. Bay and I are going to start doing walks, even though it's like 20 degrees outside. Um, Yeah, see, that's probably not going to happen. Wait till it gets to like 40 degrees. But you know, (laughs) regardless, like, but baby steps starting where we're at, um, you know, not Mm -hmm. eating mac and cheese at like 1230 at night. Um, baby steps. Yeah, it's all about granting yourself grace too. Ah, uh, you know. our, our theme from like 
season two. I feel two. like that's like, our theme this season is accountability, but I feel like granting yourself grace has been our theme since we yeah. started the podcast. Like, I feel like that's what being almost sophisticated really is really based in honestly is kind of just granting yourself the grace of like you know what you're trying to what you're striving to be but um it's okay that you you don't make it in the time frame that you that you set out to or that that your journey looks Mm -hmm. different from someone else's but the goal is still the same right like the outcome is the same overall so um, and a really like big part of that is not feeling like you have to do everything and be everything for everyone Yep. Yeah, and I like from an accountability standpoint, if you have certain goals, tell a friend. Put on your calendar. The way that I will never miss a Zoom meeting, but I will switch around a workout. No, if it's on my calendar, it's blocked off. Sorry, I'm busy. If you need time to rest, if you need time to to decompress, like you owe it to yourself to understand that you cannot light yourself on fire to keep other people warm. Period. And in order to put your best self out there, again, in order to be a woman who's super, you have to make sure that you're doing the check-ins. You're resting instead of working out. You're unplugging from social media. You're understanding that you get to define who you are for yourself based on your own expectations and not with what society may say a Black woman's supposed to do, feel, look like. It's what you want to put out into the world as your best self and making sure you do anything in your power to make sure that you are, are always nurturing who that woman is and who that woman is for today, for tomorrow, and even in the future. I love that. That was great. I, mean, I feel like we need to end right there because, <laughs> wow. I, I, I mean, that was a great way to right. end. Right. Hello, just. I'm still, I'm still on the part about don't light yourself on fire to keep others warm. I'm just stuck right there. But. <laughs> so, huh, all the gems just dropped, y'all. Mic drop. But for real. Well, we thank y'all again for listening to yet another episode of Almost Sophisticated Podcast. We hope that this has done something for you between part one and part two. I hope you have all the gems and keys to success that you need to um, really get more into your own heart health and those around you. Um, And yes, stay tuned for another episode. Thank y'all for listening. Bye. Bye.